turn off the cruise control. It's time to press forward. Hello, 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 hello to all of my A Divine Healing Journey family. Welcome to the Divine Healing Journey podcast with the two best-selling authors and two sisters on a journey. We have Tina Hightower Garrett and myself, Wanda Mitchell Parenti. I hope you all are ready for this ride. We're going to be letting Jesus be our guide. Today, I would like to take a brief moment, an opportunity, as this is the month of March in 2022, and March has been established as Women's History Month, I would like to celebrate all women, all women in history. And I would especially like to lift up this morning our dear sisters in the Ukraine. Thank you for praying without ceasing, for being diligent, for being faithful, and for just being the women you are, women of valor, of strength. We would like to especially give a shout out to our dear friend in the Ukraine, Olga. Olga is one of the designers who worked on our book during this war on Ukraine. She could literally see bombs going off all around her. So Olga, our heart continues to be with you as well as our prayers. So, well, Tina, are we ready? We're ready. We are ready. Let's get this journey started. Uh, The topic for the month is family ties. And during this episode, we will be discussing trust. First, let's begin with our devotional called, Is Your Secret Safe? Before we start, though, I want you to follow along with us for just a moment and see if you can figure out where we're going with this story. When you're watching a movie or reading a book, Do you find yourself wondering how the story ends or what's going on in the middle or the end? I know sometimes I do. And some of you are like, no, I just want to find out for myself. If that's you, that's okay. But we want to start right now. And we're going to talk about your secret, how your secret is safe. So Delilah said to Samson, tell me the secret of your great strength and how you can be tied up and subdued. Have you ever shared something confidential with someone and they told someone else? Or has someone told you something and you shared it with someone else? Maybe you felt pressured to say something because you were being questioned. This is how Samson felt. Then Delilah said to him, how can you say, I love you when you won't confide in me. This is the third time you have made a fool of me and haven't told me the secret of your great strength. With such nagging and prouding, she just 
broke him down and day after day, he was just sick in death of her just nagging him. So he told her everything. No razor has ever been used on my head, he said, because I have been a Nazarite dedicated to God from my mother's womb. If my head were shaved, my strength would leave me and I would become as weak as any other man. Delilah nagged Samson until he finally broke down and told her that his strength would be lost if his head were shaved. She was relentless. Delilah then told the Philistines and had someone come and shave Samson's head. This robbed him of his powers. And this way, Samson lost his powers by giving away his secret to someone who was only pretending to love him. Beware, I'm going to say it one more time. Beware when someone says, your secret is safe with me. This is how Delilah tricked Samson. Because sometimes people will conspire together to seek information that will only benefit them. Delilah was sold out for 1,100 pieces of silver. Unfortunately, Samson shared a secret with Delilah that cost him his life. There's nothing wrong with sharing information about ourselves to a trusted source. We need to talk to someone, right? But there are times when we need to talk to someone about what we're experiencing. We understand that. However, we should remember that Jesus is available 24-7. And our secrets are always, and you're going to hear me repeating some things, and I'm going to say that one more time, always safe with him. Amen. <laughs> I definitely concur. Our secrets are always safe with the Lord. <laughs> I will say this too. Samson's secret was definitely not safe with Delilah. No, <laughs> it wasn't. I mean, it funny, wasn't. not funny, I guess, because I truly believed, I truly believe rather, I believe he loved her. Mm -hmm. He did. He loved her. Or at least he was in love with the idea of being with someone so beautiful. Because we so know true. that she was beautiful. It was her job to be beautiful. And she and tricked it, him. And exactly, exactly. Um, we're also told that, you know, Delilah was a little shifty. I mean, oh, go ahead. What do you mean by shifty? Her lifestyle. What you, she, okay. What do you mean her lifestyle? Come on. Well, she was known as a harlot. Okay. That had to also be known to Samson, mm -hmm. right? So, why do you think that Samson felt like he could actually tell her his secret? Because at some point, I mean, Initially, he, he didn't tell her. He lied to her twice. <laughs> what was it? What was that shift, that click, where he was like, okay, I'm just going to tell her. What do you think that was all about, Tina? <laughs> Good question. I, I think he, the man just felt pressured. 
the man felt pressured from every end. He's like, oh gosh, I know what my mother said. My mother told me that if I do this, I mean, he knew because um, there was a promise on Samson from his mother's womb. And, and, and he knew um, uh, what could happen if he gave away this secret. But once again, it goes back to what you just said, Wanda, just so on point. She was, she was experienced. So she knew how to break someone down. Um, let's just go there. A harlot, a harlot in those days would uh, really uh, equate to a prostitute in these days. So she was very familiar with men. She was familiar with kind of uh, manipulating them and um, just figuring out how to get to them in a de deceiving and conniving way. And Samson I would picture Samson didn't have any experience in this area. I agree. He, he didn't have any experience. And, and he, it wasn't that he didn't uh, trust God. It wasn't that he uh, didn't listen to his mother. He was broke down. He was just broken down. She just kept nagging and prodding and he was just tired of her just asking him this question. Right? And, right. and it happens to us in life. Right. I mean, you know, people will do that. And we'll find ourselves, we don't realize it, but we're set up uh, just by some of the questions that people are asking or the pressure. And then we, it's peer pressure too, in different ways. We think peer pressure is just in school, but peer pressure is among adults. We know the right way. We know we shouldn't do right it. Right there, right there. Okay. Put a pin in that right okay. there. We okay. know the right way. We know mm -hmm. the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I but think oftentimes the shift is our flesh. Huh. The shift is our flesh. We want to satisfy our own flesh. She was beautiful. It's mm -hmm. fine, right? <laughs> With a name like Delilah, you know she was fine. <laughs> she was fine. She was fine, right? So I think he, there was a, a tug on his flesh. Mm -hmm. There was a tug on his flesh. It and was. I agree. He, he began to, to lust after his flesh. Ooh. Yes. In that moment more than God. I agree. And you know, what's interesting there more than God to the point where he would be willing to, or sacrifice, not sacrifice, but take a chance on losing his powers and, and his strength. And I mean, he was called to, to do great things. Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, there was a calling on his life and he, he just couldn't see straight. Like you said, this person well, just clouded a, him. Yeah. There was a moment of weakness. For That's him. the key word, you know, and, and I word. think we have all been there and, you know, I have three boys, as you know, and I call them, I, I have four children total, but I do at some, and I know some of you out there listening, you know where I'm at. Four children, and you start calling them each other's names. So <laughs> I just started saying number one, number two, number three, and number four. So number two, number two, he's my guy that will just say, well, I know what could happen, but it ain't gonna happen to me. It ain't gonna happen to me. If I tell this secret, it's gonna be all right. I know what they say happened. I know what my mother said that God said would happen. 
but I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be good because that flesh, that flesh, that flesh, will, that flesh will get us every single time. Yes, it will. And that is, I, I, I love how you keep kind of going back to the flesh because um, the flesh will steer you in the wrong directions, even though um, our mom, or it could be just someone in our family. It could, maybe it's not our mother. Maybe um, some of you have been raised by a grandmother and aunt, or just was in a system of somehow, or maybe you never knew your mother, but there was someone um, of authority that told you, nope, you shouldn't do that. No, you shouldn't. I know my dad did. My dad was always telling me, being the only girl, what I shouldn't do. And I kind of got a little rebellious. You know, I stayed there. I, I toted the line somewhat, but I did. But I always heard his voice. Hmm. I always heard his voice. It was almost like it haunted me in a good way because mm-hmm. I still hear his voice to this day. He was my dad. And I knew that everything that he wanted for me was for my best good, for my best, for, for, for the good of me, um, for me to uh, grow in a good way to become the woman that he saw that I could be from a child. Right. But um, if I had just listened to him, I don't think I would have made some of the mistakes I made too. uh, If I had just really, truly listened to him. So Juan, is it about that time? You know, Tina, I think it is about that time for us to hear a word from our sponsor. Today's sponsorship comes to us from the Author University. Have you been thinking that it's finally time to become an author? Or have you been frustrated with writing and you need some direction? Do you often become lost putting your thoughts on paper or narrowing down what you should write about in your book? Well, breathe. Your prayers have finally been answered. Book writing coach and four-time Amazon best-selling author, Dr. Sherry Walton, has helped busy professionals just like you write and publish their books in 90 days even with no prior writing experience. She coaches influencers, pastors, leaders, and everyday people whose life purpose is to bring impact, and she is ready to help you too. The Authors University was established to help you go from the best kept secret to becoming a global best-selling author in 90 days. Are you finally ready to write your book? there is a global platform waiting for you. Get started today and say yes to your purpose. Visit www.theauthorsuniversity.com today. Wanda, since you mentioned the flesh and not trusting, let's just get into this a little deeper. What have you lost? by trusting someone? And how were you able to trust again? Loaded question. I know it's loaded, but uh, just give it to us raw. Very, very loaded question. Um, I would, well, in keeping with the story, I believe Samson was quite a young man when this happened. Um, and I think when we are young and not to say that it doesn't happen 
as we age, but definitely when we are younger and our hormones are all over the place, um, our flesh tugs on us a lot. And even being someone who grew up in the church, in a Christian household, I was in positions and, and places with people where I was very compromised. What God says, the word says, my parents says, and my flesh speaking to me. So as a young person, yeah, I trusted my flesh on occasions. I believed that he loved me. And I was the only one. And I lost quite a bit. Speaking about family, the first time I feel as if I lost a lot. And this really didn't have a lot to do with my flesh or hormones, more my heart. I trusted someone very close to me. Someone who was very good to me. I had no reason in the world to think that this person would betray me, betray my trust, would break my heart. And that person was my father. I was very young. Too young to be so broken. My father adored me and I adored him. And when he was in town, because he was always on the road driving trucks, we were always together. Where you saw one, you saw the other. (laughs) Everyone knew how much he meant to me and how much I meant to him until he decided that the family with myself and my mom and him was not enough. And he left us. And I know I'm not the only one who has gone through this, who's experienced such a loss from even a parent, but I lost Tina, my identity. I lost my self-confidence. I became fearful and felt rejected and abandoned. That cost me a lot and changed the trajectory of my life going forward. Wow. And I can imagine. I can imagine. And the fact that you were very vulnerable as a lot of us are. You were a child. You were a little girl. And that does go back to it, lack of trust comes from betrayal. Right. It, it, it really does. The two go hand in hand. 
And unfortunately, it's someone that's closest to us. Maybe it's not a father. Like I said, it could be a parent. It could be a brother. You know, it, it just can go into so many different ways. And it just it just can just blow us out of the water. And, and I really thank you for being so vulnerable about that. I just really do. And I just want to add this. <laughs> the word says that God works everything out for our good and his glory. Greta, I, I really don't want to just end on that low note. He works everything out for our good and his glory. We look at Samson. Samson lost his eyesight. He lost his strength. But God had a plan. And even though Samson gave up the goods, he told his secret. God got the glory in the end. His plan, he said that that which he begins in us, he will see it through to the end. And that happened in the story of Samson. Blind and all, he lived the purpose that God had placed in his life. At a, as a young child, vulnerable, broken. I mean, my heart was broken. God worked it all out for my good and his glory. Evidence is me sitting right here today, being able to speak of the goodness of God, being able to live my life poured out so that someone else won't walk away thinking I'm broken and I'll never, ever be able to trust again. That's powerful. That's powerful, my sister. That's true. That is powerful. No, but that is powerful because it's not all about us. And once again, I have to just say it again, because it's, it's about us just coming uh, bare uh, and sharing and being vulnerable because what you're doing is you're telling your testimony. So really and truly what you went through wasn't a loss. It was a gain. You may have lost in the beginning, but it's a gain now because you're sitting here, you're standing, and you're able to tell this story to those people who might be listening right now and are going through something similar or have gone through it and they they just can't shake it. And, and it's understandable because betrayal is something by a family member, someone that you trust, and they're very close. Just like Samson. Samson um, he knew who God was. Mm -hmm. He loved his mom. It wasn't that he didn't love his mother. It's just, it goes back to him and I go back to it and repeat it again. He trusted his flesh more than he trusted God. He trusted his flesh more than he trusted his mom. And um, it, it happens to so many people because we, we confide in people thinking that they're the answer when the only answer is our God is our Jesus. He's mm -hmm. the only one that's going to come in and just really save us. Although, um, betrayal, it, it, it's, it sounds horrible. And, and it kind of goes back to even a message I heard even just, just today. And it was talking about betrayal and it was through our pastor. Jesus was betrayed by Judas, right. but it all served a purpose to where we are now. Right. So the betrayal can really be good. If we trust in God and we know, like you said, he works it out for a good, we'll know for sure. I know this isn't in the story. Joseph was betrayed by his brothers, but in the end, he ended up saving his brothers. This, these are family members that threw him in the pit. 
They just said, you know, we're going to throw you in the pit because you shared a dream. We didn't like it. Bye-bye. And, but it was still in the end, God got the glory. Absolutely. God got the glory. So, you know, to anyone who's out here or just listening and they're wondering lives, I'm at the end of my wits end. And this is, it hasn't happened just one time. It's happened more than once and it keeps happening. My, my, um, I don't want to say advice. I'd like to encourage you and say, just forgive those people. Forgiveness is huge. You have to forgive the family members. You have to forgive everyone who has betrayed you. Because at the end of the day, Jesus, he forgives us. And forgiveness is not just for that person. Forgiveness is for us. You're not carrying a load. You can look at that family member differently at the table at Thanksgiving. When you're sitting at the table, you're not just leering over at them or a Christmas dinner or a birthday party. When you give it up, give it to God. It just makes things so much easier. Now, I'm not going to say it's easy. No, it's not. But stay in your word, pray, throw on some worship music, and just let God handle everything for you because that's what he's there for. And um, I, I just just love how you shared that because I know so many people um, are going through, like I said, the same thing. And um, the fact that, and I love how you brought it out, how Samson in the end, even though his, he was blind, God knew his heart. God still loved him. And he still let Samson be the warrior that he was born to be. He still used him. Those walls yes. still came down and he yes. And he was still the warrior. Amen. He was still the warrior that God made him be. He didn't live. Unfortunately, he died, but he still, his purpose was fulfilled. Amen. That's his right. purpose was still fulfilled. Well, Tina, I think it's about that time. What do you think? I think it is too. It's been such a divine journey today. I hate to close. I hate to wrap this thing up, but we will be back. And so just make sure that you tune in. And before we go, we just want to have a moment of prayer. We want to go to that secret place. And we want to bow our heads in reverence and honor of the almighty God. Let's lock arms together as we pray. Lord, I know that you will reveal all the plans designed for our lives. The revelation that we cling to is to always feel your presence. We want to see you reverence. We want to see your reverence in our daily lives through the sounds of the birds, the rain, babies crying, and people laughing. We thank you for revealing how much you love us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Juan and I would like to thank all of you for going on this divine healing journey with us today. It has been such a pleasure just to be here to host and to, to I we can't hear you but we hear you. <laughs> if that makes any sense, we just we thank you. We can't hear you, but we feel <laughs> We feel you. There it is. I love it. I love it. And we hope this ride was smooth. And we just want you to continue to fasten your seatbelts because we're traveling light. Life is a journey. Destination, destiny. Destiny, destiny. destiny.